my friends in Christ. So we're going to look at today some words from the book of Joel in the Bible. And they're printed for you in the worship folder. I'll get to them in a minute. You know anything about the book of Joel? It's um, not a big book in the Bible. Three chapters long. In fact, we, we don't even know exactly when Joel actually lived. There's nothing in the book itself that gives some historical references. We do, though, know why God had Joel write this book. It's because at the time, there was a, a plague going on. There was this invasion of a swarm of locusts and, and a drought because of it. You know what locusts are? Basically grasshoppers. And when they swarm, it is this mass. Here's actually a, a picture. Evidently, per square foot, it's about a thousand locusts. And so when they swarm, they eat everything. Not just the leaves, not just the stalks, everything. And so you can imagine how absolutely devastating something like this would be. A, a swarm of locusts coming into the country and then the drought that came because of it. And it was complete disaster, a national disaster for Israel. And so what the people did back then is pretty natural for what we do when, when something bad, really bad happens. They go to God. By the way, just to give you a picture of of what this was like. The very first chapter of Joel describes this. It says, what the locust swarm has left, the great locusts have eaten. And what the great locusts have left, the young locusts have eaten. What the young locusts have left, the other locusts have eaten. The fields are ruined, the ground is dried up, the grain is destroyed, the new wine is dried up, the olive oil fails. Complete devastation. And so they did what we do when bad things happen. They, they went to God. Now, sometimes, well, actually, if you think about it, when bad things happen, when, when disastrous things happen, there, there, there's sometimes um, multiple reasons for it, or there can be. I, I mean, one might simply be bad, be, be that, um, well, I heard it described this way, called a stupid tax. Something happened because you were stupid. You stayed up all night playing video games, and then the next day you have a basketball game and you mess up. It's your own fault. You um, are texting while driving not paying attention, and you rear-end the person in front of you, that that's, that's your own fault. That's a stupid tax, right? You um, spend too much money on video gaming so that uh, you don't have the money to pay for the mortgage bill. That, that's your own fault. There are so many things that we could come up with that are stupid taxes. We do things and they're not the best choices, and bad things happen to us. Sometimes that happens. Other times, sometimes things just, just happen. 
we're driving safely, but someone else is not paying attention, and then they hit us. And then there are also other times where sometimes God allows bad things to happen so that he can get our attention. Maybe we're starting to stray. And he uses this opportunity to, to, to call us back. Whatever the exact reason was for this locust that came into Israel, God did use it as an opportunity. He used it as an opportunity to tell them, and actually us, turn to God. This is what uh, Joel chapter 2 says. Even now, declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting and weeping and mourning. Rend your heart and not your garments. So it says, return to the Lord with, with all your heart. Which means this is not a lip service. You ever said something like, you know, I'm sorry, and you said it not because you meant it, just because you needed to say it. That's not what God wants. Return to me with all your heart. It says, rend your heart. Rend means to tear. Tear open your heart. Again, this is the idea of, of being honest, not giving lip service. Um, an abuser will say they're sorry to his wife, but it's just words because they keep on the sin. A narcissist. What we'll say, they're sorry, but then turn it right back on the person and say, well, you need to forgive me again and again, even though they keep on sinning. No, that's not what God, the, the words. What God wants is the heart. Return to me with all your heart. It also mentions here um, caring Tearing clothes and, and fasting. You know, there's um, from different times and different cultures, there's different ways that people have expressed their grief and sorrow over things. Back in Israel and in, in the Bible times, one of the ways that they expressed extreme grief or sorrow, they, they would literally tear their clothing. Um, a, a, another way was fasting, which meant not eating. I mean, sometimes we actually do that ourselves. If you ever received really horrible news, you have no desire to eat. That's really fasting. It's just back for the Jews, they actually made it official and I'm fasting. They would say it out loud. We just do it on our own. And, and even today, Ash Wednesday gets its name from an old practice where people would literally take some ash and, and put it on their forehead as, as a sign of sorrow and grief. Different ways of expressing it. That the outward is not nearly as important as the inward. Return to me with all your heart. That is what interests God. Return to me. Which, by the way, it assumes then, if it's return 
that assumes that we were once there with God. So this is really talking to believers. Return to me, God says, because they have wandered. Come back is what God says. Return to me with all your heart. So now think about this. Return to him. So, when we go away, when we turn away from God, that's really what we do when we're sinning. We're turning away from his will to our our own. We're turning away from him. So every time we say something in hate, turning away from God. Every time we don't give an offering, we're we're turning away from God. Every time we don't go to worship, we're turning away from God. Every time we send that text about another student, we're we're turning away from God. Every time we don't welcome someone to church, we're, we're, we're turning away from God. Every time we sit at church, our minds are wandering. We're, we're turning away from God. Every time we, we, we drink too much, we, we eat too much, we don't take care of the bodies, every time we lie, every time we sin, we're turning away from God. And what's God say here? Return to me with all your heart. Return because he is so gracious. Book of Joel says, Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and abounding in love, and he relents from sending calamity. Let's just walk through that. It says, Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious. Gracious means full of grace. Grace is that love that we don't deserve. We don't deserve it. We, we've turned our way, but, but God still loves us. He's full of grace. He, he gave Jesus for us, his son. We don't deserve it, but we still have. He is gracious and compassionate. Even though sometimes we do, we get our own stupid tax for going our ways and making some poor choices, God is still compassionate. He cares for us. He is slow to anger. Even though from the time we first sinned when we were to today. He should cast us forever in hell, but he is slow to anger. He is abounding in love. His love overflows again and again, day after day. He is so gracious. Besides this being Ash Wednesday, of course it's Valentine's Day. Which actually kind of kind of fits. Valentine's Day is all about love. You think of God's love for us. Love is putting someone else first, and that is exactly what God did for us. He came into his creation, became a human being, and he died for us. That is compassion. That is grace. That is slow to anger. That is abounding in love. He relents from sending calamity to us. 
because it was all placed on Jesus. Joel continues, who knows? He may turn and relent and leave behind a blessing, grain offerings and drink offerings for the Lord your God. Now, it doesn't say that he always take away those problems. He doesn't tell the Israelites he'll take away the locusts. But he may bless so that we can give a gift back to him because his graciousness is so amazing. And so Joel responds, or he, he encourages us to respond. He says, blow the trumpet in Zion. Declare a holy fast. Call a sacred assembly. Gather the people. Consecrate the assembly. Bring together the elders. Gather the children, those nursing at the breast. Let the bridegroom leave his room and the bride her chamber. Let the priests who, who minister before the Lord weep before the portico and the altar. Let them say, spare your people, Lord. Do not make your inheritance an object of scorn, a byword among the nations. Why should they say among the peoples, where is their God? Joel says, gather everyone. Gather the, the old and, and the young and even the, the babies nursing at the mother's breast. Grab those who are the, the groom and the bride ready to get married. Everyone, in, in every situation. I want to think about this and actually look around the room right Look around the sanctuary and notice who's here. Notice the, the older among us, the, the younger, and everything in between. Those who are in school, those who've been out of school for a number of years, those who have been in the workforce for many years, those just starting, those who are married, those who are single, widowed, divorced. There's so many differences here. And yet we're all here. That's exactly what God wants. And what he wants from us, turn back to God. Today, we would use the word repent, which really has two parts. It's, it's the, the act of confessing, but also trust. Trust that God is gracious and compassionate and forgiving because of what Jesus did on that cross. You see, there are two key things. No matter all the differences we have, there are two things that are all the same for us. We've all gone our own way. And God is loving and compassionate and forgives because of his son, Jesus. Which brings us to God's amazing promises. Joel says, Then the Lord was zealous for his land and took pity on his people. The Lord replied to them, I am sending you grain, new wine, and olive oil, enough to satisfy you fully. Never again will I make you an object of scorn to the nations. I'm going to go back to that. It says, the Lord was jealous for his land. I, I, um, I think we've, I think the word jealous has changed over the last few years. When we use the word jealous, we normally mean uh, one person wants what someone else has. God is not jealous in that he wants what we have. 
I think maybe a, a better way to translate this is the Lord was zealous for his land. Zealous, that means to have zeal, that means to have this passion, this deep desire, this great care for us. That is God. He's zealous for us. And, and here it says, uh, uh, I'm sending you grain, new wine, and olive oil, enough to satisfy you fully. Never again will I make you an object of scorn to the nations. I will satisfy you fully. We'll have no need. No need, no desire, because it is completely there. It is, we are fully satisfied. That ultimate promise, that's heaven. Where there'll be no thirst, there'll be no hunger, no pain, no sorrow. We will be fully satisfied. And maybe you can think of the 23rd Psalm, which talks about our cup overflowing. Because we are fully and completely satisfied, and, and, and then some. That is God's amazing promise, the ultimate promise he has for us. So, what's the whole point here? Turn to God. Actually, it says literally, return to God. Return. To God. Turn again and again, returning to Him again and again because well, here's the reality we're going to sin, we're going to go our way again and again, day after day. So, day after day, again and again, return to Him because He is compassionate and loving, slow to anger, abounding in love completely. So, keep returning to Him, not just today, not just Ash Wednesday. Not just for the season of Lent, but every day. Return to him. Because every day he loves us. Every day he forgives us. Every day he has compassion for us. Every day he cares for us. So every day, turn to God. Amen. Let's pray. Dear Father in heaven, your love never ends. Your compassion never ends. Lord, we thank you. And, and even though we keep turning to our own way, help us every day, Lord, to turn back, to repent, to trust in you for that forgiveness and to rejoice in that forgiveness every day. Lord, bless us as we start this Lenten journey, reviewing again, remembering again what you have done for us and what that means for us in eternity and every day here on earth. In your name we pray. Amen.